Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode eight of the Pseudo Ludo video game podcast. So I'm joined here by Brian and Nick, and we're going to start up with a new mini game to begin with as a warm up. And you guys are going to like this one. I came up with it on the fly today. It's called. There's no way I'm going to like this. It's called. Is this a Pokemon or a K-pop group? Oh, Christ. I'm all the way out on this. Big out. Really? Are you really? First big out game of the year. That, uh, <laughs> nah, I think, it, I think yeah, I, yeah, I think it's going to be funny, too. We can do trivia if you want to be a boring little, you know. Nah, we'll do trivia next week. All right. So, is it a Pokemon or a K-pop group? I'm going to name eight different names, and you have to tell me whether you think it's a Pokemon or a K- K-pop band. So, we're going to start off here. Tranquil. So, both of you give your guess, and I'll keep score, and we'll find out who wins. Pokemon. Tranquil. Nick says it's a Pokemon. Brian? Mm, see, it's tough to, to not just go with him because I know he knows a lot more about Pokemon than I do. But I'm going to say K-pop band. Okay. And, okay, yeah, cool. Minx. Ooh, Minx. I'm going to go Pokemon. I'm going to say K-pop. Isn't Jinx the Pokemon? Yeah, I mean, you know, these could be the new generations that I'm not familiar with. I definitely went with ones that I didn't think either of you would know. Oh, you mean, you mean Pikachu's not on here? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a K-pop group. Psyduck. Solosis. Solosis. That's K- a Pokemon. K-pop. Brian says Pokemon. I, ho- I hope I get none of these right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, Delmise. Delmise. How do you spell that? D-H-E-L. You can't read it. It's in Korean. <laughs> M-I-S-E. I'm going to go K-pop. Uh, country of origin. Canto? <laughs> Use it in a sentence. Uh, the Delmise. Yeah, I saw Delmise yesterday. K-pop there also. All right. So Brian says, Nick, what was your vote? K-pop. Okay. Oh, you said K-pop. Okay, cool. And next up, we have Victon. That's got to be a Pokemon, Pokemon bro. No Pokemon. fucking chance. Victon. Yeah. All right. Both of you are in for Pokemon. And let's see. Up next, Lunafly. That's Lunafly. That is a K- mm. K-pop, according to Brian. I'm going to go Pokemon. Nick's, Nick's going with Pokemon. Up next, Audino. Audino. Pokemon. Brian says Pokemon. K-pop. Nick says K-pop. Final one, Meloetta. Meloetta. Pokemon. Brian says Pokemon. Mm, Pokemon. Nick says Pokemon. So we have... Tranquil, Nick says that's a Pokemon. Brian says it's K-pop. It is a Pokemon. Damn it. Minx. Brian says it is K-pop, and Nick said it's a Pokemon. It is K-pop. Yeah. Solosis. I'm a Minx stan now. Nick says that's K-pop, and Brian says it's Pokemon. It is a Pokemon. Yo. KO, Nick. Night, night. Delmise, you both said it was a K-pop group, and it is a Pokemon. What, it, what does it look like? <laughs> I don't remember anymore. It looks like it, a K-pop. It was group like a. It was like a weird. I think it was like a Gen, Gen Seven or something. Gen I don't Z. know. I don't remember. Victon, you both said it was Pokemon, and it is a K-pop. <sighs> Damn. There's a Pokemon named named Victini. Brian has two points, and Nick has one. Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> Lunafly. 
Nick said that's a Pokemon. Brian said it is a K-pop group, and it is a K-pop group. Yo, I know my stuff. <laughs> Mr. Music. Audino. Did you actually know that band? It sounded, sounded familiar, pretty familiar, but I, I okay. wasn't like, I don't, I didn't know. It just was the yeah. instinct. It sounded right. Uh, Audino. Brian said Pokemon. Nick said K-pop. And it is a Pokemon. Yo. Yeah. I like this Nick. game, Murph. I'm a natural. Meloetta. You both said it was a Pokemon, and it is a Pokemon. Yeah. Wow, I, I won by all, I won a lot of money, right? Is that what the deal was? Nick has to give me $5,000. I really have to play these lit, these newer gens of Pokemon. I'm out of it. No. I'm old. Bro, I haven't played one in 10 years. Until, until today! Yeah, you have been playing Sword and Shield. You've been playing Sword. Yeah, but I, I have not encountered any of the whatever those monstrosities that were discussed earlier were. Yeah, I only picked... Uh... I only picked Pokemon from mostly from Gen five, six, and seven because I knew he played um, Wait, what are Sword they and I. Sword is Gen eight. I think there might be one Gen eight, but it was at the very end, and I know you didn't beat it. You know, props to you, Tim. That was a good game. I'm big in on that. Hey, thanks. I like how you were vehemently against it at first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was completely. But, out. but he can edit that out clean. <laughs> <laughs> he was always supporting it. Yeah, so Brian, you had five out of eight points, so more than half, which is kind of impressive. Nick had two out of eight. So that's $5,000 that Nick owes me, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. And with that, we are going to move into our, first, our, our second segment, which is what we've been playing for this week. So why don't you start it off, Brian, since you won? I beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. I... I've played a few few sessions of Call of Duty Warzone. I beat Bioshock again for our deep dive discussion coming soon. Sweet. And then played a little bit of uh, Pokemon. Cool. Which I got this week. I have not played it previously. I haven't played one since Black and White? One of, yeah, the, one that, of the DS ones. I remember we played that one. And then, yeah. yeah. So that's the last one I've played. And I just had a hankering for like a. I wanted the I wanted the JRPG on my Switch, party based, turn based, and yeah. I just figured you know fucking I haven't played one of these in forever. I'm not as picky and uh, particular. I'm not as much of a Pokemon fan to get mad at some of the decisions made. So I figured you know why not? I'm yeah, a ca- I'm a casual. Right. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, nothing wrong I've with had, that. I've had yeah. some fun with it. I don't. I mean, it's just Pokemon. It's the same right. type of thing where like if I was. If I was a fan, I feel like I probably would not be, you know, about it. But being that right. it's been like probably close to ten years since I've played one in any in any capacity, it's it's fun. It was 2010 when Black and White came out, so it has been ten years. Yeah, there we go, full wow. circle. I, I haven't played one since uh, Diamond and Pearl. Crazy. Yeah, but you guys like actively would play the old ones in between. Yeah, like, I haven't yeah. even right. played one in any capacity since then. Right. I've definitely played like replayed sapphire and fire red multiple times since i've played diamond and pearl those are my two favorite really. and i've been playing heart gold i've played every gen except for the newest one i've only beat gen one through five though i think yeah maybe it's a good goal for me is to go through all the gens yeah good time i do want to catch them all at some point it's going to be a long-term project but that is eventually my goal. I already caught the original 150. So you can pay so, $10 a month uh, to Nintendo to store them and not be able to do anything with them? Yeah, that yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah. Tim, what have you been playing? 
so this week I've been playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. Didn't beat it yet. Still going. Still love it. Awesome game. I've been playing Pokemon Diamond. Nick and I are doing a Nuzlocke run of that, which is a brief introduction. That's kind of like a hardcore challenge mode where if a Pokemon dies, you have to release it and you can only catch the first Pokemon you encounter on every route. Nick, how do you like that? Have you started yours yet? I haven't been able to start yet because my girlfriend is still using my DS to play her version of Animal Crossing. So, you know, I let her have it. Oh, she she took the DS with her. Well, she's here at my house, but she's using the DS. Uh, I see, okay. I played a little bit of Bioshock. But every time I tried to play, about an hour in, the game would freeze and I would have to start over. So I had to delete it off my PlayStation and re-download it, and I haven't played it since. So I will hope that that works so I can get it done for the deep dive episode we're going to do. I bought the full game of Call of Duty Modern Warfare so I could play the online with our friends. Uh, Brian and I played a little bit of Gunfight. That was a lot of fun. We had an intense battle with Tony Stark. Gunfight's awesome. Love Gunfight. I think that I think I like that more than Blackout actually. Than Blackout? Or not or than whatever it's called. Uh, Warzone. Mm. Wow, Nick, you really have an affinity for Blackout, huh? Jesus yeah. Christ. It was a great time. He really does. And some Animal Crossing. Oh, I haven't played that at all. I totally fell off that. Nook is gonna come from oh, my head. Also I've been playing Link's Awakening. I'm almost done with that. Sweet. Yeah, I've been playing Animal Crossing too. All right, let's get into the news. Tim? All right, so first up, the Super Mario Maker 2 got a world update, which adds the ability to actually make pretty much a full game now as opposed to just disjointed levels. You can now make up to eight worlds with five levels each, and it looks really fun. Nick and I both played this game when it came out in the summer. So, Nick, do you think you would return to this to kind of see what actual games people could make? Because I think that would be a pretty fun you know, potential thing. I would. De- I think I'm definitely going to go back and see how they set it up so you can play other people's worlds. I don't really have any interest in making a world because I think I've only made like three levels. I'd have more fun just playing it instead of trying to make a level. So to, to try to come up with a whole world, I think would just be a little tedious for me. Yeah, that was something that should have been in it right from the get-go in my mind because that's how you really get to see some cool designs, like a, a world themed around this or that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'd be really interested to see what, what people come up with, something really creative. It also sucks that this is the last update for Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, I feel like this game should definitely be more of a game-as-a-service type of thing with continual updates for a long time, not just after a year be done with it. Yeah, you would think so, and any other company would definitely run it that way because it's an online you know it's a user generated content game so if you stop updating it people are gonna slowly begin to leave and you know that's just kind of a classic nintendo thing which i'm not a fan of yeah then they'll make super mario maker 3d with none of the features and they'll just add all the features back again (laughs) slowly yeah but yeah no i'm i am excited to see what people come up with there's probably going to be a few good fan-made games in there that'll actually be worth playing yeah in a few months so yeah I'm looking forward to that. Just some minor news about a game that we've both enjoyed. So next up on the news, over 12.3 million concurrent players joined Fortnite to watch a live Travis Scott concert. It's lit. Uh, Nick, I know, I know you real. attended that performance. 
What it, it, by the way, this is the highest concurrent player base for the game. That's insane. So, Nick, That's so yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, years after it came out, it's it's insane. Shout out to Travis Scott though. Good yeah. guy. Seen him in concert three times. Nick's seen him four times. Yeah, I have seen him four times. You're counting the Fortnite one. Oh, yep. yo. I know Brian and I are both huge Travis Scott fans. Uh, Tim, I don't know about you, what your personal preferences are. Yeah, I like Travis Scott. Yeah. But have you seen him three times in concert? I like the gif of him with the fires running, like moving the thing around as much as I like him as an artist. Uh, that's an emo now, Brian. But, uh, you know, I thought, this was a little, I thought this was a little corny, like hearing about it. But I was bored, and our friend just got his PS4, and Fortnite was the only thing he had downloaded at the time. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll hop in and play with him. And we went into this, and it was actually really cool. All the effects and stuff that they had going on while there was a giant Travis Scott rapping at me and flying around the map, and it was really trippy. And they performed the new song, The Scots, featuring Kid Cudi. Or I don't know if they're a group, so I don't know if that's featured. Yeah, they're but... they're a group now. Okay, which is so sick. it's the Scots by the Scots, which is a new song. So that was pretty cool. I thought it was, uh, you know, a well a well done event. Yeah, I've heard a lot of positive feedback about it, which is funny. I think it's inter- interesting, just as kind of a hint of what the future of this kind of technology could be, where you have, you know, VR concerts that people actually pay to attend and stuff. I could definitely see that's something definitely like that happening. Gonna be the future of like sporting events and concerts yeah VR is def- that's definitely yeah, probably the biggest use for vr in the future in my opinion oh for sure if you could if you could charge 30 bucks for you know courtside seats at a basketball game or something like that like you could sell that to millions of people at once yeah way more than just um you know ticket sales for an actual stadium it's also just like surprisingly immersive like i remember 2016 it must have been for childish gambino's album awaken my love he did a like a you know aesthetically expensive concert in like new zealand or something and didn't let anybody bring their phones in but they like you could use your phone as like a vr thing and like watch one of the songs and i did it and i didn't even have a headset i just had my phone and even that was like really cool so i think that it will be a rather significant like inclusion in this whole entertainment sphere like you're saying and whether it be actual concerts or something like this where it's like an animated aesthetic thing versus an actual physical concert that you could be in person. But that would make, I feel like it would make the prices of actual tickets way more. You know? I think the people that still want to go to the concerts in in person are going to do that regardless. Yeah. Like... It just opens up a way to make to even if you charge five bucks for entrance, like now that's millions of people who never would have come to see you live yeah. in Boston or whatever. Now they're now they're paying you. It's like it's a really good idea for sure. And yeah, I would too. Um, especially with like the virus and everything going on right now, people. This is a great time to foster that and test that out, since so many people are at home looking for something to do and you can't really go anywhere. I could see a lot more of these cropping up very soon. It's cool that it was like new music also, not just like a set list of preview, like that they used it to premiere a new song. That's pretty cool. And the song was very good. Mm-hmm. Shout out Kid Cudi also. I guess if you want to get, you know, technical, this is probably the largest concert attendance of all time. I don't think so. There's one that's like, eh, probably. 
but there's one that's like very surprisingly big that there were millions of people at. I forget. At, at, let me look it up. While Brian looks that up, Tim, why don't you get into the next biggest piece of news that just came out today? All right. So the new release dates have come out for The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. And this was released on the PlayStation blog earlier today. So The Last of Us Part 2 will now be arriving on June 19th, and Ghost of Tsushima will be coming on July 17th, so about a month apart from each other. The Last of Us had previously been delayed multiple times and was delayed indefinitely until now. So what do you guys think of this? I think this is is a direct response to the huge leaks that came out yesterday and today. Yeah, Uh, for sure. They need to just get that game out there, so they're going to pop it out soon i think they kind of also just want to flood the news with you know positive stuff and try to bury the leaks give people something to talk about that isn't just the leak but yeah uh hopefully everyone can avoid those leaks out there but so hold on going back to the concert thing you're right that it is the biggest but this is the one i was thinking of rod stewart in 1994 New Year's Eve in Rio de Janeiro had an attendance greater than three and a half million. Like that's nuts. That's pretty impressive. That's at, at Copacabana Beach. Does he sing Copacabana? I, I would imagine. I no, no it's idea. like Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow, no. I think. Well, regardless. Either way, that's fucking insane. Yeah, that is nuts. I don't even know. But, <laughs> I don't even know the logistics of that. But wow. But yeah, Last of Us is going to be amazing. I can't wait to play it and. I'm glad that there's a date, but I'm terrified to navigate the internet for the next month and a half because this is the sequel to my favorite game of all time, and I don't want to get it spoiled for me. And from what I've heard, it's very significant spoilers. It's not just... like It will almost ruin the game from what I've seen. So that's fun. And it's, a, yeah. it's apparently a disgruntled employee, which is super fucked up and super stupid because you're not going to get hired anywhere if they find out it was you. You know what I mean? This is right. one of the most high-profile yeah. games of all time, and you're going to spoil yeah. it for over a dispute. Not a good look. Yeah, there's better ways to solve those kinds of problems, especially you're not just ruining your work your, your, or your boss's work. If you really want to get back at your boss, you're, you're ruining kind of what I, hundreds of people, if not thousands, have been working on for years. So. And what millions of people waited years to, to consume. There's so many people right. that are just... Not like it's an actual, I mean, it probably is a crime, but you know what I mean? Not like it's in it, like a violent act or anything, but still, it's, it's obnoxious to do something like that to mar something that people really, really look forward to. And you know that all the assholes on the internet will start running with it and DMing it to people and posting it under stuff that, like YouTube, I kind of want to just delete YouTube because that can be very deadly with spoilers. Like, I am watching The Sopranos right now and, got something spoiled for me off youtube and i never even watched a sopranos video i was like i don't know how youtube knows i'm watching the sopranos but in my suggested videos it was like this happens so if that can happen i would imagine something that people are actively trying to spoil for other people will probably come my way but you know fingers crossed yeah for sure i think especially with thumbnails and youtube it's just so so spoilery but yeah hopefully we all can avoid it um but that's it for the news this week. Not too much going on. Why don't we move into kind of our main topic for this week, which is DLC. 
Uh, Nick, why don't you take it away? Well, speaking of The Last of Us, I know we we're going to talk about what we kind of think is a good DLC, what makes a bad DLC. Uh, I guess I'll just kind of start by saying that the Left Behind DLC is probably one of the most uh, iconic or memorable that I've played uh, for The cool. Last of Us. And I think it has a lot of the factors that I want in a DLC that makes what would make it what I consider good. It really uh, okay. Let's let's hear what you like in DLC. What makes a good DLC for you? It isn't really directly tied to the main story, kind. You know what I mean? But it really fleshes right. out the character because I know and Ellie is a lesbian in Last of Us, and it's not really talked about too much. I mean, there's no, some. It's not even referenced in, in the main game. If it's are you sure there's DLC. not? Are you sure? Like not? you, no. There's you would th- never. There's, you would never. There's, there's subtle it. references to it. Yeah, but no, there are subtle references. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the creators clearly had it intended the whole time, but it's not openly addressed until the DLC. And I think right. that that DLC radically reshapes the story as a whole and is essential to actually understanding those characters and everything. So it's, I, I think it reshapes the entire game's narrative when you play that. Because you see how important she is to Joel, or, or Joel is to her as much as when you're playing the main game, how important Joel or she is to Joel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, it gives you a different perspective. Yeah, that's also on my list of one of my favorite DLCs that I've played. Yeah, that was mine. Uh, let's, let's walk it back. Just generally, what do, you, what do you like to see in a DLC and what do you not like to see in a DLC? Brian, how about you go? Like, just what, what elements make it you know, something you'd want to buy or play later on and what doesn't really interest you. So I would say it's twofold, and I think Left Behind is what I would use for my main interest in being an actual essential DLC, whereas it you aren't getting the full story if you don't play that, that DLC. Versus <clears throat> something like the Batman Arkham DLCs or even the horizon DLC where it's just kind of another adventure. You know what I mean? And I think I'm not particularly fond of DLCs in general, unless it's one of the two following things, which is one, something that is essential to understanding the whole narrative. It flashes out the whole narrative of the original game, something left left behind, or even the Bioshock infinite DLCs, I think expand on that world and that narrative in a very significant way, or something like, the DLCs that you see in the Fallout games or the the Elder Scrolls or the Dark Souls games where it's just a significant expansion to the world as a whole. But what I don't like are just kind of padding things that seem like things that aren't adding anything beyond another quest. You know, there's no new gameplay features. There's no new locations. You're just doing another thing because those really seem like they could have been in the main game or that they don't add anything to the story or to the world. And it's just a way for the developers to make some cheap money. So I think in yeah. general, just something that is expansive, whether it's to the world, the gameplay or the narrative, something that doesn't feel like a cheap, no, oh, buy this. I feel like the game but something that feels like essential to truly experiencing the game, both as a narrative and as a world. I guess. Yeah, yeah, the way I see it is there's different tiers of DLC. There is like the buy this for basically a little bit more of the exact same content that you've already had. Um and I picture that as kind of like a Spider-Man DLC. I played all of those DLCs and 
I mean, it's completely fine if you're just looking to play more Spider-Man, but there's nothing must play about it. It doesn't add any new mechanics. Uh, the new side modes it adds are not fun. They're just, you know, new challenge modes and stuff. Uh, overall, it's just more of the same thing and kind of stale and wasn't really, you know, it didn't add any new context to the game. It added a little bit of stuff, like a little character, good character moments, but nothing great. Uh, then there's the next tier, which is something I like. I think the the Skyrim DLCs are those are some of my favorite DLCs, and those add new, complete new areas to Skyrim. Um, on a similar note, I know The Witcher Three has really great DLC that adds new areas to explore and entirely new storylines. And some people say those are even better than the main game. I'm looking forward to playing those, but I haven't played those yet. Specifically, there's a vampire one, <laughs> which I really want to play, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I think the Skyrim DLC is some of my favorite with uh, the Dawnguard and Dragonborn DLC. I didn't think about the Skyrim DLCs because when I, I didn't play the game when it came out in 2011. I got the remaster or remake, whatever you want to call it for PS4, and that came with it. So to right. me, those were kind of just like in the game. Right. But it, I did spend a ton of time doing the Dawnguard uh, storyline. And that that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so, yeah, that, yeah. Cool. If you play it, yeah, if you play it as just the complete edition or whatever, you wouldn't even notice because it's not like anything. It it just feels so right. It just feels like a natural expansion of the game, and the the quests tie in with other quests. It's it's super well done, and that leads into my my favorite DLCs, where they take what was good about the game and go even a step further, and that would be in the case of the dark souls and bloodborne dlcs and the uh, last of us left behind and red dead redemption yeah. undead nightmare i just thought yeah. of that and then one more that i can shout out but i didn't play through I, I messed around a little bit but i didn't beat it was the dlc for grand theft auto 4 yeah. the gallad of gay tony the gallad of ballad wow <laughs> the ballad of gay tony and the lost, lost in the, the damned, damned which are both very critically acclaimed games and yeah, the no, stories are those are great they're held to be better than the main story of GTA. And it's cool to see developers return to something that they've clearly worked on and put a lot of love in, but that they're now masters of. Do you know what I mean? Like they've had the practice of making the full game and now they're like, okay, we're ready to take this a step further. I think that's best encapsulated in the Bloodborne DLC where the level design and the enemies and the boss fights in that game, the best are in the DLC because you can tell they just mastered the feel of combat and they they perfectly executed it in that dlc uh i don't think either of you have played that but it's it's great those are some of the best i played some of it but not yeah like the lady maria boss fight is like one of the best boss fights in the Souls series really cool but yeah overall i just like seeing when people when the when the devs show that they've mastered it and i think that justifies the the dlc when they can actually take it a step further than the original game like horizon spider-man those are just more of what you've already played there's nothing in the horizon or spider-man dlc from what i've seen that is like oh we've become masters of making this and designing this game like here's us showing off our skills the com the common theme here seems to be that the dlc needs to be impactful whether it be gameplay or narrative wise or else it's just kind of another yeah it needs to be additive and and like implement new things or go further it has to do one of the two things 
So we talked a little bit about going further, I think, with um, Bloodborne and The Last of Us, but and I, I, I guess The Last of Us also takes it in a new direction with that whole new perspective, kind of on Ellie's backstory. Uh, it also fills in the narrative, like there's a, like a section of the story that is unexplained without that DLC, right. where she's like defending him and all that and patching him up when he falls right. on the pole. Joel falls on the pole. Like, I think, I do think that you're not playing the full story without that, which is why I would rank it the best of any of the ones I've played, but I'm also not a big fan of DLC on yeah. average. Usually just because it's by the time DLC comes out, I'm on to a new game. But that was just one I obviously right. had to, to really give my full attention to because I loved Last yeah. of Us so much. And I think it's just as emotionally impactful and the writing and everything is so good, just as good as the yeah. main game like it it just feels like an like a natural extent extension of what was in the original game versus just a return to just do one more thing yeah. or whatever and i think the resident evil 7 i did buy the season pass for that and i think that was a very bad example of dlc where the stuff that was released is totally short and shallow and like while it's fun it just did not add up to the price that it was sold for and it doesn't add anything gameplay world or story wise and i think those are the negative examples just short and hollow yeah speaking of rather speaking of hollow um the dark souls 3 dlc it recontextualizes everything this like if the lore in that ending recontextualizes the entire point of Dark Souls 3, basically. And Bloodborne also does that with the old Hunters DLC, where it gives you a lot more backstory on the major players like German and Maria, who is the inspiration for the doll in that game. Um, so those are really cool. Very similar to Left Behind from The Last of Us, where it recontextualizes the perspective of new characters in that uh, in the DLC. So it definitely makes it, it justifies a return to it because it gives you something more. Like you said, when you've already moved on to other games, it's kind of hard to want to go back if it's just a few more challenges or a couple extra levels or something, if it doesn't give you a reason to go back. Another negative DLC, in my opinion, is going to be the Smash, Smash Bros. Ultimate DLCs. Ooh, hot take. The extra, Not, I agree. The additional fighters. That is. It's not. I don't think it's one worth the price tag, and two, either the character choices are often criticized by the community for people not liking them, or people do like them because they are made too OP and then don't get nerfed because they're DLC characters and you paid money for them, like Joker or something. Yeah, Bayonetta in Smash but, uh, Four was a big, big uh. Yeah. And yeah. So the six that came with uh, Smash Bros Ultimate, I think were disappointing because. One who wants Byleth or whatever their name is. Another another Fire Emblem hero. Uh, there's more Fire Emblem characters than there are Mario characters. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, yes. it is. I think so. That's fucking insane. Oh, what do you... Wait, the the game that sold like 3 million copies cumulatively is not uh, not as good as Mario? No, I don't know if that's true, by the way. Don't don't take that. I've heard those games. They're, they're really good, good, but I like... There's a lot of games that are good that have no... You know, no representation <laughs> in Smash. And then you have a character like Terry, who is trying to change like the core of Smash. What the core of Smash Bros is? It's not a fighting like input combos type of game. Uh, it's like a 
I don't want to say casual, but it is casual. It's family or, friendly. Beginner friendly. Yeah, it's family friendly. It's like an entry yeah. level thing, but there's a lot yeah. once if, if you yeah. want to learn. Yeah. But Terry isn't the type of character that needs to be in the game. You already have like uh, Ryu in there. He has some of those type of movesets if you wanted to play that kind of stuff. I style. haven't really messed around with Terry, so I can't speak uh, to that point. Um, yeah. There's some DLC characters that I like, but overall I agree it's generally not well implemented. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's a good call. Yeah. And then, I mean, you do have some like positive additions in that pack at least like banjo and yeah Kazooie. for sure yeah like that's that, that tier that is a good like smash character right. whether whether their uh meta ranking isn't is good or not uh it seems like oh with, so sorry notwithstanding but i'm sorry it seems like fighting games in general tend to do that fighter pass type thing where you buy a pack of fighters or you can buy them individually pretty much every modern fighting game seems to do that so it must be pretty profitable and I guess it can be, you know, if you're developing it smartly, it can be a way to adjust the meta as needed, kind of how Overwatch with its free DLC adds in new characters to rebalance the, the, the meta and stuff. So it's, it's cool. It can be done well, but. There's no reason Nintendo couldn't just have whatever the schedule is every two months. I don't know how often they release them. I don't remember. They couldn't just add one character for free. Just like Overwatch has. Overwatch came on 2016, a game still releasing new free characters all the time. Nintendo yeah, doesn't sell Smash doesn't in-game have yeah. cosmetic microtransactions. And I wouldn't want right? that. So yeah. that's, where, that's why Overwatch does the free DLC is because, yeah. And I, I, I do prefer the way Smash does it, generally speaking, I think. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the model. It's just the content that's yeah, in the model. Yeah, I think it can be done right. It can be done poorly. just depends on... I think it just breed a lot of negativity when people pay for it, not knowing what their six, five or six fighters are going to be, and then they get. I mean, you can yeah, you could, you could just wait till they're yeah, released. You could, but a lot of people are excited. Well, no, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, that's like a common thing is in the fighting game, in the fighting game DLC things. From what I know, like the Dragon Ball fighting game does that. I think Mortal Kombat did that too, where you can purchase it ahead of time without really. I mean, that's just season passes in general nowadays which seems to be getting less common in favor of a battle pass in a lot of games. Uh, one more DLC I wanted to talk about a little bit more in depth was Undead Nightmare from Red Dead Redemption, which is definitely one of the most unique DLCs I've ever played because that actually pretty much changes the entire game into something new. It changes a, a Western into a apocalyptic zombie game. Uh, Brian, I know you've played this. Nick, have you played this? No, I have not. It's awesome. It might be my favorite DLC, at least in terms of just like memory of it. Like it was so, so fun because this also came out when The Walking Dead was really cool. And I was like watching The Walking Dead and then playing this. It was just a really fun time. So basically it it turns the whole map into a new mode where everything is destroyed by zombies and you're basically one of the only humans left. There's also a lot of other cool mythical things added, like instead of taming regular horses, you catch the four horses of the apocalypse, which is really cool. And the there's Bigfoot thing. Yeah, there's. Was like, that in the main game? Uh, I don't remember. The Bigfoot thing was really sad, though. <laughs> yeah, Bigfoot, Bigfoot was awesome. A lot of cool stuff happening in that. Yeah, that's another category I would say that I don't like. We don't see often. Yeah, but definitely is like 
kind of just almost like an alternate universe iteration yeah. of the game. Like I really do think the the Bioshock Infinite. I mean, I don't think it's as fun to play as as the games, but in mm. terms of story and aesthetic, the Infinite DLC where you go back to Rapture, yeah, and Elizabeth is like a totally different type of character. Though those types of things are really fun of just spinning the original game on its head. Like Red Dead, obviously, is totally different than that. It's a pretty serious story, and they just made it a fun schlocky zombie thing for the DLC. I wish that there was more of that, but like not just a cheap one-off thing. Like it, it's a full game. Like they eventually sold it as another thing, Undead Nightmare. Right. Like you can buy it without buying Red Dead. Right. I wish they did it for Red Dead too, man, or GTA Five. Dude, the GTA Five uh, DLC that they hinted at before um, online became a smash hit was like aliens and stuff. It would have been so cool, like an alien invasion. Yeah, that sucks that they don't do single player. Huge DLC. shame because they were the kings of DLC. And apparently I was doing some like just Googling before this show about the DLCs. I guess the GTA four DLC sold pretty softly. So, you know, they're not going to do it if it doesn't make it money. Which, That's a surprise. That is a surprise. Cause those are some of the best DLCs of all time. I want to, do you think that coincided maybe with the, the PS4 blackout? Cause I think it was around the same time. I mean, PS3 or the PS3. Yeah. The PSN outage lizard squad probably yeah that was around the same time i think i remember playing it like after i think it was 2000 december 2008 or no when did infamous come out no i think it was later because infamous was one of the free games wasn't it yeah it it was was. so it had to be at at least 2009 or 2010 okay but i think i had a playstation at that point so i don't think it was it might have been even later that's a tangent yeah but anyway yeah those i rockstar made awesome dlc and i really wish they would go back and do more but obviously that's not their priority anymore um but yeah i would love to see more games that recontextualize the game the way undead nightmare did and it turned a you know semi-serious game into a dark comedy which is really cool a really cool tonal shift also yeah i still am upset about uh missing out on the the dlc for gta 5 it would have been awesome yeah all the remember like the 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 people like treasure hunting and stuff in the mountains like all the clues about aliens and stuff yeah they had the don't they have the the paintings on the inside of that uh building at the top of the mountain yeah there was all kinds of stuff there was like a whole hidden puzzle it was like a and then there was like an online thing i think too as like a um viral marketing i don't know it's i and then obviously gta online blew up and that's what they put all the resources into yeah, very dropped ball. That would have been super fun because that game's amazing anyways. And to go even wackier, like, you know, the hinted jetpack and all that stuff really would have made that game awesome. But, you know, someday. Someday we'll find out about it. What if they did a alien thing in Red Dead 2 as DLC? They never would unless it was part of an yeah, online thing. But what if it was Cowboys and Aliens? That would be awesome. That would be so, so not cool. about the life anymore. They've hung up their hat and their boots. They're done. Yeah, it's a shame because I'd love to go back. I mean, I will go back to that game, but I'd love to go back to that game and have a new, like, weird fantasy-style sci-fi version of it. But, yeah. Yeah, so I think we covered pretty much every DLC that we're big fans of. Nothing else comes to mind for me. Nope. 
Yeah, nothing nothing over here. I think we covered it. All right. Nailed it. Nailed it. So we can also record a $5.99 DLC episode for this um, and attach it. It'll just be Brian explaining why Anthony Fantano is wrong for giving My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy a six. Yeah, twice. (laughs) I can't get into that right now. (laughs) It's messed up, dude. No, when he did it a second time, that was official. I'll give him that. That he re-reviewed it and gave the same score. I saw, I was like, oh, he's definitely giving it a 10 now. And I watched the whole thing and was just like, jaw dropped. (laughs) (laughs) It has a weaker second half, of course. I'd like some DLC for that album. Yeah, well, stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. All right, guys, I think that's it for today's episode. You can check us out on Twitter at PseudoLittleCast. You can check us out on YouTube. You can email us at PseudoLittlePodcast at gmail.com. Send us some send threats. A, we don't care. Send a pigeon. You could send us a pigeon. It would get lost, though, because I'm hoping no one has our address. You, you never know. You never know. You don't. You don't. If you bought the Nick's address DLC for two ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I got some profits out of that. I don't think I'd mind. Yeah, how much would you sell your address like online for per purchase? Per purchase, like, is it gonna get a lot of su- like support? I don't know. I probably Depends go on like price. a nice. I probably go like a nice ten dollar DLC. Huh. So if it's because if it sold a thousand <laughs> copies, at least one of those thousand people would definitely do some weird stuff. Yeah, but you know, I'd I'd probably deserve it. Yeah, and you'd have ten grand. So. Yeah. All right, you guys, I'll I'll catch you later. All right. Bye. 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 Large ice dark roast black. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. What if you got what if you ordered one of those and then just stared the cashier down and ate it like a dog in front of them and then said thank you and left? on all fours.